plastic pollution, deforestation, global warming. Sometimes it feels like there's just nothing we can do as individuals about our environmental crisis. But at the Oath Project, we believe that small acts when done collectively can create massive impacts. That's why we created this podcast, to share the stories of the individuals who are doing just that, one act at a time to help the earth. And hey, who knows, maybe after this episode, you'll be inspired to, as we call it, hashtag take the oath and commit to doing just one act at a time. Now on with the episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of One Act at a Time, Stories of Change. My name is Sam, and today I'm on the unceded and unsurrendered territory of the Mi'kmaq people known as Kajiptuk, Mi'kma'ki, or Halifax, Nova Scotia. Today, my co-host is Navisa, who is on the board of directors for the Oath Project. Navisa, if you'd like to introduce yourself. Hi, everyone. My name is Nwabisa. I am a South African, one of the co-founders for Take the Oath. So very excited to be joining this segment. So today we have Zoe Prinsloo, who is a 19-year-old from South Africa who got her start cleaning beaches in her local community. As the years have gone by, she started an eco-friendly business selling products that are great for the environment and act as replacements for single-use items. Zoe was also selected to travel to the UN Youth Climate Summit in 2019, representing South Africa. Zoe, thank you so much for being on the show. So we are super impressed with all the amazing work that you've done. Please tell our listeners a little bit about you and what inspired your work. Let us know about your story. Yeah, so I think it all kind of started when I joined Girl Guides when I was 10. I think in other countries, it's Girl Scouts. Yeah, so I joined that when I was 10. I was very lucky to join a crew that was very active in community service. So through them, I did my first beach cleanup. It was amazing yeah so I got started with them and from then I was like this is what I want to do this is so much fun and also being so young I was really confused as to you know why there's so much litter on the beach and why there's things that should be in our bin at home on the beach so it was kind of a hard thing for me being so young not knowing what I can do so beach cleanups were kind of like a way that I could help at a young age and I think from then, it just kept going. And it started with the business side of Save a Fishy. Started with, you know, just seeing the straws and things. And back then, plastic straws were still very big. So I was really searching to find any alternative to single-use plastics. And straws was the starter. So yeah, it started with the straws. Just trying to find an alternative back then was pretty hard. Now it's much easier. I'm very glad that straws are like a no-no now. But yeah, I kind of just grew from there. And I wanted to be able to run beach clubs for everyone else, young or old, just to have an opportunity to help where they can and not feel, you know, lost in everything. Because it is quite a big thing that we're going through. It's really hard to kind of fit in and feel like, you know, you're helping. So I feel like beach clubs are a very good start for the average person that just wants to do their little part. For sure. And I think it's awesome that you've been able to get other people involved with what you're doing. Mm -hmm. That's one of the things that we really like to highlight here. Oath stands for one act at a time to help the earth. Mm -hmm. So, you know, having one person do something always brings in more people. And I think that's really awesome how you've been able to do that. Such at a young age. My God. Wow. (laughs) I had a lot of really good role models, I'd say a lot of the leaders and people who I joined beach clubs with, you know, they taught me really well. And I was very grateful to be able to start beach clubs and running them myself at a young age, because I feel like beach clubs are very educational. And they're a really nice way to teach the kids, especially. 
I feel like education is very important and they're very eager to learn and eager to help. And I think because it's at such a nice place, you know, the beach is supposed to be fun and everything. So they're kind of really eager to come down and help. It's a very nice thing for the younger kids to do. So you decided not to end there with the beach cleanups and you decided to have your own business. Can you just tell us about that? How did that come about? Yeah, so it all started with the straws, like I said. And from there, it was just finding alternatives to any single-use plastics. You know, as I went along, the earbuds was a big one as well. I find a lot of earbud sticks and lollipop sticks as well. There's alternatives to even fire lighters. We have a fire lighter made from used coffee beans, actually. And it's one of my favorites, especially here in South Africa. Our brides are very important. So we really love those. And yeah, there's a lot of different things. And it just grew from there. And as well, a lot of the campaigns and things. So for Earth Day, things like that, we always make sure to do everything and do what we can and just try and raise awareness. Yeah, wherever we can, we make sure to be active and just spread the word. And I'm assuming you use those kind of days then to promote the different type of products. Can you just tell us more of the products that you sell as well as how you promote them? Yeah, so we have a, a website for it. We recently got it going smoothly. It was quite a mission. We've got our website, we've got a Facebook page, and we very recently signed a lease to our own little store. So I'm very, very excited about that. It's really cool. It's a little one-stop eco shop, we call it. Yeah, so we've got books made from recycled paper. We've got a lot of different pens. We've got sunglasses, bottles, lunch boxes. Um, made from this product called wheat straw. I don't know if you guys have heard of it. It's it's really awesome. Wheat straw is the base of the wheat plant, so like corn on the cob. It's the base of that plant that they'd usually discard and throw away. They now are using with a lesser amount of plastic to kind of speed up the biodegradable process of that product. So. We've got a few of those. We've got face wash, powder-based face wash, imported from Singapore, Be Human. It's an amazing product. We've got the fire lighters. We've got so many things. But yeah, we, we're really doing well. And now with the store, everything's kind of set up and everyone can come by and have a look and just, you know, one place to get everything rather than different places and things like that. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah, that's really, really awesome. And kind of thinking about you know, people coming in and wanting to see your store and everything. How do you motivate people to make the switch to more eco-friendly products? I know, especially a lot of people are kind of stuck in their ways and don't necessarily want to go and like get, you know, whether it's like a bamboo toothbrush or like something that's different, right? So how do you help people make that switch? Yeah, so we, we do try and post as many facts as we can, you know. A lot of people don't know that the effects of their products, you know, so how far something as simple as a plastic toothbrush, how far that goes. So we try and do a lot of awareness things on Facebook. We've got quite a large following on Facebook where we share. But you are just trying to educate people so that they know the effects and just giving like simple, simple differences that they can make and they can do just to help wherever they can. And also by trying to live by example. So whenever I do do a little simple difference in my life I do try and share it taking your own Tupperware when you go and get takeout simple things like that just snap a pic and share it on there yeah just try and tell people regularly what they can do and try and yeah lead by example and just share it with them so they know definitely yeah I see the leading by example is something that's super important I've even noticed that yeah. like with my friends for sure like I didn't used to use 
metal straws until maybe two years ago or so but my big inspiration to actually go and like buy a metal straw was because I had friends that were using them right so like a lot of times it really just is like seeing other people you know doing better things for the environment and saying like okay well I don't want to be the one person with like exactly it's become like a thing now it has I'm I'm loving it it's become a little eco-friendly trend now everyone wants to have their metal straws and their toothbrush and everything and their recyclable bottle and bag so I mean, I'm going with it, you know, like everyone wants to be in with the new trends and everything. So saving the planet is a new trend then sure, you know, it's great. So just, I mean, based on your experience and as a South African, what can you tell us about the impact of pollution for someone who really has no clue? You know, how, how can you yeah. just educate us about that? How, how has been the impact of pollution? Yeah, it, it is difficult, especially in South Africa. We do have a lot of communities and things. And I think the the waste removal in South Africa isn't 100% yet. So a lot of our communities don't have proper waste removal and places to take their stuff. So um, it often would start somewhere. And then if there's a river nearby, it'll wash in there. And it kind of just ends up where I clean at Mullerton Lagoon. We'll find a whole bunch of stuff washing out there. A lot of household products, which people just kind of dump along the way and it just washes mm-hmm. down. And I think for a country with, you know, we've had our water crises and everything, we kind of have to try and protect any water source we have. So with the leakages and spillages that are happening in Africa, it's, it's not a very good starting point. So we're just really trying to kind of get it at the source, but it is hard. So mm. I kind of focus on getting things before it gets out. So whether it's literally on the shore of the beach, you know, if I pick it up, at least it's not washing out again. So I have seen like firsthand the effects that it does to like the sea animal and stuff. So it isn't, it isn't good. And I mean, it's everywhere and yeah, we're just trying to, it happens everywhere. So yeah, I just got to do our parts. Thank you. So for example, for me, I have a background knowledge in environmentalism, right? Mm-hmm. And for someone who's going to listen to this podcast who doesn't have that kind of knowledge, what can you say to those people? What or maybe examples that you can provide for them to understand the relationship, our actions and the pollution that we see on our river systems and our yeah. ocean? You know, so how, how can you convince a person to be like, you know what, actually, this is the impact and this is the reason why we need to switch to eco-friendly products? Yeah, so everything that we throw away, if not being recycled, it all ends up in landfills and things like that. And I've seen a landfill here in Cape Town. It's terrible and things blow away. And as soon as it reaches a drain, it enters the sewage system and then it's just, it goes immediately straight to the ocean and washes up on our beaches. So, I mean, the more we recycle, the better. We all have recycling bins here. So we do try and reuse, upcycle as much as we can because it's not just the animals that see it. It's not just the animals that eat it or get killed by it. It's it's a whole bunch of animals, whether it's on the side of the road or at a park. It does it does get to them. And I don't think it does well for a city that's high in tourism as well. Obviously not right now, but that's so high in tourism and it's it's so dirty. It's not really pleasant to see, you know, you've got to be proud of your city and, and it's not cool to, you know, just have litter lying around it doesn't look ugly so yeah I think it's very important to just uphold the name of Cape Town as well and the place that you're in not just us um wherever you are just to be proud you know and I think it goes back to exactly what you do and why why you started it you know the beach cleanups yeah because in the day you then first see like firsthand oh my god like this is the impact this 
it can't go on like this. Just something that I'm curious about as I'm listening to you talk about this. This is also a question for you, Novisa, if you want to answer as well. It's like in South Africa in general, do you find that people are generally receptive to like moving to more eco-friendly products or like cleaning litter or beach cleanups? Do you find that people are really trying to to do that or is there still kind of like a hesitancy like to make yeah. action? They are eager. Eco-friendly products are quite expensive. I find... I try my best, but I do find that, you know, whether it's making a shift to vegan as well, it can be a bit more pricey. I'm not sure if it's the same in other places as well, but, you know, we try where we can. So whether it's something as simple as recycling or trying to make small changes here and there, everybody helps. We are trying. I do see a lot of people, you know, coming to the beach clubs and really trying because it's becoming a lot more known now and yeah, it's getting quite bad. So I think people are starting to really get involved, which is very nice to see. Well, for me, in my experience, I when I work with just young students who we find them, they're quite keen, you know, to do beach yeah. cleanups and for them to understand really the environmental problems with it. But then you find with the older group, it, it, it gets quite tricky because obviously there'll be conversation around for example you just mentioned how um, some of the products eco-friendly products they fortunately the majority of them they're not that easily accessible or yeah. or cheap you know so those may be just some examples that may be hindering people just really wanting to be inquisitive you know but uh, I think generally people are just really starting to be aware especially in communities like in townships for example like people are really just trying to increase their knowledge and just trying to be inquisitive actually okay you know what actually what can we do on our part yeah yeah Mm. definitely and I'm also curious as well do you know if there's any like uh, I'm not sure what the laws are around like single-use plastics in Cape Town specifically like are plastic bags still sold at stores when you go to the grocery store plastic straws everything yeah, there's still the plastic bags. Plastic straws aren't as popular and used now, but they are still sold. You'll find a lot of takeout places will still use them. Yeah, no laws against it yet. We are fighting it, so we're getting there. Yeah, best of luck getting there, hopefully. I mean, yeah, because there is, you know, just large encouragement for people to reuse their bags, right? Or just at the shops, there'll be like reusable bags, but unfortunately, then you find that the plastic bags are cheaper and then the reusable yeah. bags are quite pricey. So people get a little discouraged. Otherwise, yeah, like Zoe said, it's been quite a journey to, to get <laughs> to that point. <laughs> yeah. Where there's a ban. yeah. Mm. But we'll get there. I'm hopeful. Well, yes. Yeah, I'm hopeful too, for sure. And on that topic of things moving and things getting better, how can people get involved kind of either buying one eco product at a time, making the switch to eco products, or whether it's beach cleanups, anything like that, how can they get involved specifically with the stuff that you're doing, but also like people in different places in their own communities? Yeah, so we do a lot of different campaigns, online campaigns. A lot of it is like raising awareness. So this year for Mandela Day, we're doing a 670 litre bag challenge. So it's just basically encouraging people in their own to go it doesn't have to be to the beach. Not everyone lives by the beach, but just going outside, going to your park and just picking up a few bags and then tagging us and then we'll add it to the tally. So whether it's little challenges like that or 
the internet is an amazing place. So really just searching your heart out and there's so many little things you can do to make a difference. And don't be discouraged. Like we said, don't be discouraged by what you're doing. Like every little bit helps hundred percent. If everyone just did that one little thing, it makes the world of an impact. I think if everyone just works together, we can get so much further. So if you're living near Saber Fishy, then join our beach camps for sure and our events and stuff. But if you're not, just get in contact with who's around you. There's so many organizations doing amazing things. They're always looking for help. Uh, yeah, whether it's helping out with them or just, like we said, making little switch to eco-friendly products, it really does help a lot. Awesome. Amazing. And for our very last question here, unless Novisa, do you have another question you'd like to ask? Well, I was actually just going to say, because she's like, um, basically one act at a time. That's the message that we are (laughs) encouraging (laughs) to take the oath, you know? So that was beautiful. Exactly what you said. It just reminded me of, of what we do, why we do, we do. Exactly. I love it. Thanks so much for your positive energy there and everything. That's awesome. And for just the very last question, do you have any organizations or any projects or upcoming events that you might want to highlight or shout out? Obviously, things are a bit hectic now with COVID and certain things going on in South Africa. But, you know, we are always doing big events for different things. We're hoping to do a lot of really cool projects coming up. Um, got some big ones planned for next year so yeah whether you, you just want to go and follow us on Facebook and keep an eye there for whatever's happening and some big things hopefully going to grow the eco-friendly product range soon so always new things being added there and yeah just there's so many amazing people doing things out there like I said the internet is an amazing place to find people and just ways to help so yeah just do your bit believe in yourself it sounds so cheesy but like just believe that you can do something and it'll make such a big difference oh yes definitely thank you for those encouraging words I'm trying to think what was I doing at at your age (laughs) um, (laughs) so that's fantastic really really um well done well done that's what you're doing is really inspirational for us all yeah I couldn't do without any of the supports and people helping me and you guys sharing the message it's very important to try and get it to as many people as possible because you'd be surprised how many people don't know what's going on and what our beaches look like. It's, it's quite hectic, but yeah, the more people that find out, the better. So thank you guys for sharing the word and spreading the message. Thank you so much. I think that's a really lovely note to end on. For our listeners, if you want to check out the things that Zoe has mentioned and take a look at her business, the links for that will be down in the description of this podcast please go ahead and take a look at the amazing work that she's doing. And Zoe, thank you so much for joining us today and taking the time out of your day to be here. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of One Act at a Time, Stories of Change. We would love to hear your thoughts on Instagram or Facebook at Take the Oath. And to learn more about the Oath Project or to nominate someone for this podcast, visit oneactatatime.org. If you enjoyed this podcast, subscribe and share it with your community so that we can inspire more people to hashtag Take the Oath. That's it from us, and we will see you on the next episode.